Hey guys, Jay Cutler. Started a new podcast called Uncut with Jay Cutler. Most of you know me from the NFL, some of you have seen me on Instagram, and some of you know me from the reality TV world. Each week I'm taking you along with me as we discuss football, turning topics, and whatever's going on in my life each week. I'm bringing along people that are special in my life. Former teammates, friends, and some new people that I like and respect. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Podcasting? I think I'm doing this right. Can't wait to get started with you. Go subscribe now. Uncut with Jay Cutler. Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we get uh, into, in this episode, Matt got the new Lightning, the EV Ford truck, all electric. So we'll take a deep dive in that. Ferrari has uh, their new... Um, the SUV, SUV yeah. A pure Songway. Killer Detroit nice. Auto Show. I'll tell you an old story about my dad's VW. <laughs> First, there's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the trip. I'm going to get it on. And welcome to CarCast, man. That's Matt, the moderator over there. What's going on, man? Hello. How are you? Good. What's going on in your world? Uh, well, there's a lot going on in the in the car world. Um, the Detroit Auto Show is starting up. There's going to be a bunch of announcements, probably everything EV-related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, a couple things. Um, Ferrari SUV that's been unveiled. Uh huh. And uh, and then the Ford Lightning that I ordered uh, came in. Picked yeah, it up like two I days saw ago. That. I, yeah, you probably saw it in the parking lot. Yeah, I didn't know if uh, there was a supply chain issue. If that was yours, or they lent it to you, or yeah, test drive. well, there is a supply chain issue, but um, it's it's been on order for a long for. A, for quite some time when they did the, I don't know, eight months, something like that, when they did the initial announcement. Yeah, it just came in. Ford F-150 Lightning mm-hmm. looks like a Ford F-150. Yeah. You can always kind of just look at the front and see that there's no grill or no inlet. Right. That's your kind of uh, tell that it's an electric vehicle. I it's, um, it's basically what you expect. All the stuff that we've read about it, um, huge frunk. Mm-hmm. Double click on the key fob. All right. The whole yeah. mouth opens. The front opens. Big storage. Four one ten outlets in there um, that you can close and lock and walk away and charge batteries or you know power tools or whatever. Um, I got the big battery. So this is the platinum edition. I got the big battery. So I got the the two forty plug in the back in the bed of the truck. Uh-huh. Um, more power outlets everywhere. Um, <clears throat> It's cool. It's quick. I mean, like like you'd expect with everybody who's already driving an EV, it's mm-hmm. quiet and it's it's quick. It's definitely quick off the line. How's the interior? Uh, the interior, I think you're you're going to like it. So the Platinum is is has all of the options and it has um you know, the seats are fantastic. Uh um not the the full like 30-way seats in the Lincoln, but 
Um, but they're great. The center console has the, the flip out like work table on it. Um, uh, heated and cooled seats, uh, you know, fantastic audio system, you know, dual. That's the picture you're seeing. That's the same color configurations, the black and, and like light gray. What's the um, range? So it's 300. Um, maybe it's, I, I think it was 300 when I ordered it. Mm-hmm. And then through like a software update, it might be like 311 or something. What's the charge time? Uh, so I got to play around with the charge time. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's a simple answer because it depends on how much amperage I can set up. Now, I got it. I haven't plugged it in yet. I've, I've just been driving. It's 300 miles. When I picked it up, it had 200 mile, 291 miles on it or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like 230. I've been driving it around, around town and I came here. So I was like, mm-hmm. I haven't plugged it in. But the charging thing is interesting. So one, it comes with what Ford call, calls their mobile charger. Mm-hmm. It is... Uh, it's a bag. It's in the it's in the frunk. You take it out. You plug it in. You can plug it into the normal one ten, and then into the truck. Or there is an adapter to do a two forty, and it'll accept different amperages depending on what you plug into. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the long range trucks and the platinum truck come with Ford's Pro Charger, which is hardwired. Mm-hmm. To 240, and that I believe can handle anything from 30 amps up to 100 amps. Mm-hmm. So, like in my warehouse or something, I, I think we can get maybe 50 or amps. So, so maybe a full charge is like eight hours. And what about driving around to charging stations? So the charging stations, um, Ford is doing a couple of things. Is uh, I think Charge America is their partner. So mm-hmm. between the on-screen um uh, interface and the mobile app you can find different charging stations now ford is that like anybody driving these you're at the mercy of of the charge america or whatever the infrastructure is because a lot of people go oh when you get there the machine is broken mm-hmm. or somebody's bmw is parked there and it's not plugged in cuz it's not electric right mm-hmm. you're always at the mercy of that uh but i think between like me going to my warehouse and my 300-mile range, I don't have to plug it in all the, all the time. Mm-hmm. And just like going to the warehouse and plugging it in there, um, it seems like it'd be fine. I went to Santa Monica. Like I'd go to the Santa Monica Mall for dinner, go to you know the steak places we like. And Santa Monica has charging stations in the mall, and you can always seem to find one. It's not real fast, but you, know, you pick up 10% in, in like an hour or two. But what's interesting about the Ford Charger is – they did the opposite of what Tesla did. Tesla chargers work on Teslas. The Ford charger, <clears throat> excuse me, works on the Ford, but it's the it's the universal plug at all the public chargers. Mm-hmm. So you can plug in anything into that thing, any EV. So it was kind of a cool thought. Would be oh, like I'll get the Lightning, definitely want it. I'm going to hang the Pro charger on the wall. But as press cars come in and we test drive things, especially as more and more EVs come in. I could just use the Ford Charger to pretty much charge almost anything, unless that vehicle has a proprietary plug. But most of them, it should use that universal plug. What's that thing sticker for? Uh, the sticker was 93 and change. What do you think you could sell it for today? 120 Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what the going rate yeah. is? Yeah. So the dealer, it's funny because – a couple of them moved on Bring a Trailer for, I don't know, maybe Chris can find it, but I want to say probably around the 115 to 120 range. Mm-hmm. And 
and the dealers right now, they're like, it's a good thing you got your order in with the no markup because we're, we're getting 30 over sticker. I was like, you're not, but you're asking for it. <laughs> you're asking 30 over sticker. Yeah. You're not getting it. Uh, but uh, yeah. A couple I, have sold for uh, a, a, a tick under 120. Yeah. So that's about. It's about 115. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you, it's. All the EVs are so designed around uh, aerodynamics, not just for efficiency, but because of wind noise and stuff. And the F-150 needs to look like an F-150, but still kind of be aerodynamic Mm -hmm. and not have the noise. Mm -hmm. And you can see like when you open the door, there's there's definitely like double seals of uh, Mm -hmm. uh, around the doors. They're trying to keep out all the noise. I'm guessing probably a little bit thicker windshield glass to help mm-hmm. reduce some of the noise oh really but, but i never thought of that yeah um it's quiet and it's it's quick i i mean the numbers say zero to 60 in four and a half seconds but with it all being so instant and on the low end mm-hmm. it, it it really feels peppy like i mean i don't really go off-road i'm sure the truck is fine in the dirt they did all the testing and stuff on it it's fine mm-hmm. but you know, the reason why we don't have a Raptor or TRX here in the city, it's like it's hard to park. It's in the big garages and we hit antenna hits all the parking garages and stuff. Mm-hmm. This thing seems to fit, but it's more sport truck to me than anything else, um, especially with that kind of performance. Like you just lean into the accelerator and it just hooks and it goes. It's rear wheel drive. It's all wheel drive. Oh, it's all um, wheel drive. Now, the, mine is. Yours is. Right. right. But you get the you get the lightning, the the pro, you can get the long range, you get the Lariat, you can get the platinum. What's and, yours zero to sixty? Uh four five. Wow. And I it feels like it could be a little quicker than that. Yeah, I you know, I, I, I bring this up once in a while, but you know, turbo Porsches from the seventies into the eighties, probably into the nineties, four or five, you know. Ferrari Testarossas and right. shit like that. I mean, there, th- th- this is what was considered a, a supercar. You know, like, I'm trying to think, like, what was a 928S, like a 94 or 93? Like yeah, the like last what's the year? performance specs on a 928S, Porsche 928? Like a 93. Yeah, I, like I, a road test, you know, uh, yeah, Porsche I, 928 test. It's probably an old, like, I would driver. reckon that was more in the 49 to 53 range i would uh, yeah 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 i think so so that's crazy yeah now the the platinum edition has like i said the great seats and all the storage and the pockets and the leather everywhere and has the great sound system um close to the lincoln speakers in the headliner and and subtle surround sound like in the in the headrest of the seat and mm-hmm. you know all the all the cool stuff and plenty of and now because it's a full size truck right mm-hmm. there's just cup holders and storage and outlets and plugs for everything everywhere right you know you could put yeah. 13 phones in that car and plug them all in at the same time yeah no the the ergonomic <laughs> thing with cars and especially trucks um over the last few years has just gone, skyrocketed like yeah. for for a million years it was like there's a glove compartment that was yeah. kind of the ergonomics of a car. And then at some point somebody said, well, let's put a cup holder in. And then at some point there was like, well, maybe you should be able to control the radio from the steering wheel. And then in the last few years, right. it just, it just exploded. Yeah. 
So the Ferrari SUV. The Ferrari SUV. The uh, Persong. The Pure Songway. Pure Song. Pure Songway. <laughs> I think it means purebred. Yeah. Which is. How does it look? It looks good. The because irony is, is SUV is not a purebred Ferrari, so why call it purebred? But right, um, yeah, it, it's looking a little like a shooting brake here. It, it does. looks so, like the Luso, the Luso that came out, not the '60s Luso, but the right. Luso that came out. Yeah, the GTC four and the FF before it. Oh, the FF, right, right, right which so, I've always liked. It's a look, and you have to like the look. You know what I mean? But I've always liked that look. It, it, it basically was the uh, BMW M Coupe started right, yeah. that, that kind of look. Yeah, it looks good. I so, mean, it, it looks like the FF just with a little bit of a raised A little headline. bit of a but it's four-door now, and the FF right. wasn't. So this is Ferrari's first four-door. Right. And that, that, that good line and, you and see. And a kind of suicide clamshell something. I, I don't know what to call it. Right. Doors. So the rear doors are suicide doors. Mm-hmm. They're frameless as well. So you can see the full opened in the middle. No pillar. Right. And the rear doors are all electric. And yes, to your point, it gives the appearance of a coupe-like, almost two-door right. look to it on its profile. It's got uh, four captain's chairs. The rear seats fold down. You can get a little more storage in it. The interior is gorgeous. And look at the dash because I want to point out something here. We keep seeing more and more cars have these giant screens. My Ford Lightning has this giant screen. Now, in right. a truck that's you know six feet wide, right. it, it, it's fine. It makes sense. Ferrari's like, we don't want to do it. Right. No giant screen. So all of the stuff from your infotainment system can appear on the gauge cluster in front of the driver. And mm-hmm. then a second screen is in front of the passenger, the front passenger. Right. And you can control the system. And they gave it some symmetry. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that is one of the most beautiful dashes I've seen in a modern day car. Yeah. I mean, the the <laughs> the model, the hero model they're showing us is a yeah. beige dash, which I don't know. Because they wanted to show the... The the peaks and valleys, right? Like they yeah. wanted to show yeah. the character of it. Like you wouldn't I, want it beige; you would get glare and shit all the time. Yeah, but it looks it looks amazing. It looks Ferrari, and they've knocked it out of the ballpark. I mean, I don't know what to. I mean, I guess you have the Lambo, the Lamborghini Urus. So this was something that Goldberg and I were talking about. The Ferrari's four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's quite you a know. bit more than the Lambo. Right, you know the Aston DBX is like two hundred thousand. The Lambo's like two and a quarter, maybe two fifty. I'm mm-hmm. sure you can load up a bunch of options, but four hundred thousand. We were trying to figure out why it was four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and it's because it's not an entry level Ferrari. It's a V12 Ferrari, which are like four hundred grand, like an eight twelve or something, or four hundred right. grand. And before they do any sort of hybrid or even EV version of this. Mm-hmm. This truck, this SUV, has the 6.5-liter naturally aspirated V12, 715 horsepower, 528 pound-feet of torque, 0 to 60 in 3.3 seconds. It does 192 top speed, and it sounds like a Ferrari. Yeah, right. Right? Now, there'll be some hybrid version. The question that I was asking earlier was, I can't recall, maybe you do, I can't recall Ferrari really doing a model car with two engine options, right? Mm-hmm. We, we have, you know, the Testarossa was a 12, 
Okay, and then they have the front engine twelve cars. The you know five nine nine, the eight twelve, the super fast. You know, and you got the you know your four eighty eight. You got your four thirty. Like, do you recall any Ferrari having like two engine options? Like you can get the eight or the twelve. You know, no, but no, I can't I, think I, of a model Ferrari to have that. This doesn't, but it might in the future. Yeah, historically it was just one engine, and then there was the Ferrari. You almost kind of bought the engine if you wanted the 360. Then you got the V8, you know, and if you wanted the FF, or sorry, if you, if you wanted a Daytona, you got the front, you know, the V12 in the front. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. right. FF might have. FF might have had a V8 and a V12. Really? I, we, we'll have to check on that, Chris. Did, did a Ferrari FF have a V8 engine and a V12 engine? And what's the 0-60 to 60 on a 928? <laughs> yeah, yes. the 928. Uh, 5.4. All right. This this is like a second faster. This truck yeah. weighs a billion pounds, five seconds faster, or second faster. Yeah, yeah. I said 4.9 to 5.3 or something. I yeah. was off. I I, don't, I should have never dipped into the fours. I should have kept it. About, I know, but you know, I was with fives. you. I'd be like, you know what? It was a powerful car. We had like the the nine eleven had like the highest top speed of a production car at the time. Nine twenty eight. That's sorry, the nine twenty eight. Yeah, you know, I would have thought like a four nine. Yeah, nah, I when I said four, I, I got a little like that's why I said four nine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll dip into the fours, but yeah. not that far. Um, yeah, did they have a uh, selection, an engine selection? I, I kind of feel like the FF – see, I don't know if the FF had an 8 and a 12 at the same time mm-hmm. or was it an 8 and then a 12 or was it a 12 then an 8. Uh-huh. But I am kind of curious if the Ferrari FF had it. Well, in other news, and Chris can uh, look that up as well. Uh, so we're talking about the Detroit uh, Auto Show. Yeah. And what's going on over there? Lots of electric stuff. I mean, look, the the electric stuff is kind of like – I may be incorrect on this, but uh, hydrogen is, is zero emission and pretty cool, but we, we yeah. didn't build the infrastructure to, to work it, right? Right, and it just never really got – I don't know if it – I don't know what the right word. It never got supported as much or never got forced down our throats as no. Enough, right, right. You know, right. Like, like FF maybe, is naturally aspirated V12, so says Chris. Okay. I kind of feel like there was a V8 at one point. But. Well, if you feel that way, it could still be out there. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, we, we, you know, we talked to people from the auto industry and we're like, yeah, EV, uh, we like the cars. You know, they're quick. They're quiet. You don't have to go to the gas station anymore, but the infrastructure, it's another discussion. You know, we're moving a lot of our dependence on well, the Middle East for fuel and moving to probably batteries in China. And, and there's going to be some issues to, to back up there. But Well, I mean, basically what we're dealing with with um, infrastructure versus electric vehicles is, I you know, I would say – that the infrastructure is the government and the electric vehicles are the private sector. You know what I mean? So Ford and everyone else is flying ahead in terms of being able to change the percentage of fleet that is EV and, and, and the technology and the range and everything else. 
And then, of course, California doesn't have a place to plug it in because that's the government. Right. If, 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 <laughs> I was just going to say, we can't even run air conditioners all right. at the same time. If, without, if, if you, you put know. Ford in charge of California's electricity and infrastructure, then there would be yeah. an infrastructure. But that's a bunch of dumb politicians versus Ford. <laughs> Ferrari GT C4 Lusso had a rear-wheel drive version powered by a V8 engine with a with a lesser displacement. And then the the, the Lusso, the GT4 uh, Lusso also have a V12. I think it was a V8 and a V12. I feel like one of those front-engine all-wheel yeah. drive cars. It did, yeah. All right, so there is one. And the... The all-wheel drive system from those cars, the, the pure Songway has, you know, basically the the latest version of that. So you're getting the all-wheel drive uh, version of um, of a Ferrari, which so, yeah, you know, again, never really thought about, you know, hey, we're going to get a Ferrari SUV. And first, we were like, we're going to get all-wheel drive Ferrari. Right and now, we're getting a, a, an all-wheel drive SUV Ferrari. Yeah, good. Um, So uh, Detroit Auto Show. So Detroit Auto Show, the news, so it starts, uh, it would have started Wednesday this week. Um, So as we're listening to this, you're you're probably starting to getting a lot of the news out there. But um, uh, Jeep is going to have a Jeep Recon. It's not a Wrangler replacement, but this is other kind of smaller car. Looks like a little SUV. Um, The Jeep Recon is going to be EV. The Wagoneer, which they just released, is the the, the nice truck. It's already kind of a, a gas hog, that thing. So uh, an EV version of that. Um, pure EV. When you say EV, it's just electric. That's going to be pure electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to be able to see uh, – so the, the Wagoneer. So there you go. There's We're looking at a picture of – that's the Recon. And then the Wagoneer will be – I think it's, a, it's funny. Jeep has really made some progress in terms of uh, the American public. I'm still not a Jeep guy, but the new Grand Wagoneer looks pretty pretty good. Yeah, I gotta it does. Tell you. Yeah, and this EV concept that they're showing that's a that's a cool looking SUV. That's yeah, cool. everything looks uh, good. I mean, you know, never been a better time to. You know, there used to be, when I was kind of coming up, there were just kind of no-fly zones. Like when I was, might be thinking about a car when I was in my 20s, it it would always just be like, uh, you know, you want to get a Pontiac or a Jeep or or even an Audi, and it'd Mm -hmm. be like, no. You want a Hyundai or 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 Mitsubishi or something? Like, no. Uh, Do you want, you know, do you? Even even certain like, would you like a Chevy mini trucks? Like, no, 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 no. Like, it was all just kind of no, no, no. Now, you know, it's like I had I I could get a Nissan or a Toyota mini truck, or you could get a Honda Civic or a Camry. You know, there just weren't a lot of. I mean, there were a lot of offerings, but there's just a lot of. You wouldn't have bought an Audi. In 1989, right. you know, you just go, I'm not going to, I can't get that car. It's, it's unreliable. It doesn't work. It's right. going to be problems. There was just a lot of, you know, uh, American Motors stuff. There was a lot of Renault and stuff. And you just go, no, 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 don't. Fiat, you know, yeah, don't, Fiat, don't do Alpha. it. Don't do it. You know, <laughs> and now it's just like, yeah, I, 
I'd be happy in just about any any new offering yeah. from almost any company. And, and looking at how they stepped up, like again, I mean, we just did the Monterey trip in the Kia Sportage, and now we're like, eh, I get it. Like it's it's cool for you know, under thirty grand. It's a nice vehicle, and it ran fine, and it's got all the great features, and everything yeah. seemed to work. Yeah, uh, Hyundai, I believe, just beat Honda in sales for the first time. Really. Yeah. Worldwide, I, no, I think in the U.S. in really? the quarter for the previous quarter, really. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know exact benchmark of of how. But I think it's like last quarter in sales in the U.S. Like Hyundai is, you know, like Hyundai Kia. Well, and also <laughs> the other thing too is people like us sort of have this. I mean, look, when I was a kid, the joke was made in Japan. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's cheap, made in Japan. I mean, there was a song called made in japan <laughs> from the 80s like like it was just a joke oh uh, you my kids would never think that way and maybe we grew up in a world where hyundai wasn't uh, a benchmark of excellence or something not my kids they'd have no problem with hyundai there's there's no stigma there's nothing yeah. you know it's just a new generation and and they wouldn't they wouldn't right because you're right. The generation long ago was like, do I want an American car? Do I want a German car? Do I want a Japanese car? And now it's like, well, it's Korean, it's Vietnamese, there's, you know. And it's also, there's no real distinction anymore between a German car, Japanese car, and American car. I mean, there's well, some, but it's not the chasm. But especially with with consolidation, like Stellantis, you know, f- you know Fiat, right. Dodge. Aston Mar- or Maserati, you know, like Audi, you know, like you start to look at, you know, VW Group with, you know, with all of their cars, like you really start to look at uh, the shared technology among European brands and right. and the U.S. brands. All right. Let me tell you about Upside. You cringe at the pump, getting uh, eye-popping checks at restaurants yes to both that inflation it's hitting everyone that's why i started using upside an app for anyone who buys gas groceries or dines out i think that's all of us with every purchase you get cash back and i've been using the bejesus out of this thing i use this thing. app before they came on they reached out and they're like you want to use the upside app i'm like i've already been using it i love this app <laughs> i'm right with you get started you can download the free app it's an upside app. Use the promo code CARCAST for five bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of 10 bucks or more. Claim an offer for whatever you're buying on upside. You check in at uh, the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and uh, then you can earn three times more cash back than credit card rewards. It's 4.8 star rating on the App Store, by the way. Am I right? It's upside. Yeah, so you can download the free Upside app and use promo code CARCAST to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Use promo code CARCAST. All right. So what else is going on in the car world? So, you know, um, uh, several Jeep, uh, EV Jeeps are going to be announced. So like we said, the Wagoneer, the, um, uh, the other small one's called the Jeep Avenger. Mm-hmm. Um, Chevrolet as well. Chevrolet is going to have an Equinox EV, which I don't know if the Equinox was regarded as something particularly successful, but the EV version looks cool. 
<laughs> yeah, I think uh, everything looks cool. I mean, I, I spent many, many years staring at cars, especially American cars, going, why did they do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Your beloved Mustang I used to stare at all the time. What's with the fake hood scoop? There's a few What's things I like. What's with the fake brake things? Like, why? Why did they do this? Like, it just doesn't look right. It doesn't do anything. Why? I mean, and Pontiac was way over the top with all sorts of like, why? Yeah. You know, why did you do this? <laughs> and there's just a lot of this sort of bad door handles and placements of antennas and weird front grills and just stuff where you just go, why? And I don't really say that anymore about new cars. They yeah. all kind of look good. Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, I don't know what took everyone so long, but they kind of figured out, let's just shape it and do stuff. You know, make the mirrors look decent on the thing. Make yeah. the door handles look decent on the thing. Make the front grill look decent. Make the taillights look decent. Like, why? I mean, you could go back. Like, I, I remember I would look at a, you know, bone stock VW Jetta from the mid 80s and go, okay, this looks like a decent looking car. Like the tail lights look good, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. handles are fine, and the front end looks fine. What, what's, and then I'd go inside the car. You know, my dad had a 74 VW Rabbit. The dash, the gauges, yeah. the buttons in the interior, the vents and stuff, like it was nice. It looked fine. Yeah. It was a bone stock $2,800 car, but it, somebody said, it doesn't really cost us that much more to shape it in a shape that looks decent. And somehow they figured it out. Um, carbureted, by the way, had a lot of trouble with the carburetor, as I, as I, as <laughs> wow. I recall. But I think now, finally, the world has just sort of figured it out. I don't walk around new cars anymore and go, what's this and why that? For the most part, yeah. And as we start to compare cars... We got a Jeep was the last holdover, like with taillights and door handles and stuff. And yeah. even they have probably abandoned a lot of that stuff. They yes, I would say they they certainly have. So when you look at the lineup of the new Jeep products, um, Wrangler is going to be different because there's a little bit of legacy ish thing going on there. But R- Range Rover, Land Rover did it. Like look at their you know Defenders and stuff. Look at the old ones. Look at the new ones. You're like, I get it. That looks like the right evolution, and it's super sleek, and the door handles are flush, and all the taillights are flush on it. You're like, well, maybe maybe Jeep can do a little bit of that. But when we sat and talked to um, the the new head of design for for Ford up in Monterey, you know, we talked about the differences between designing EV cars and how it used to be and what changes now and what are we looking for and the importance of stuff. And he one of the things he said was one of the big changes was so much of the design of the car is what sold it, like the exterior, like, oh, that car looks good. I want to go and I'm going to look at that car. And then the interior was just like, it's functional. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like things that you and I saw, like the, the dash of my 87 Camaro was all plastic and the fake Allen head screws. And I'm like, I don't know why any of this is here. But you're like, but the car looks cool and it's got a V8 and it's got a manual transmission. He's saying on stuff that he's working now, future product. They're designing the interior of a vehicle before they know what the interior, what the exterior looks like. Because yeah. we're spending so much time in the interior, and that's such an important part of the selling process now. We just looked at a bunch of photos of that of the Ferrari, the Pure Sangue, and I was like, oh, the interior. The dash on that thing 
is the, the nicest one I've seen in a long time. Right. I was like, that that would do it for me. And you know, the, the, the exterior looks good. The engine's cool. But they nailed it on the interior. Yeah. And Imagine even, starting first. Like, oh, we're going to design all the interior. Yeah. We <laughs> didn't, you know, even something like seats, we didn't really give, especially American cars. It just really <laughs> didn't give two shits about yeah. for decades and decades, you know. Even thinking back to my dad's... 74, I guess, first-gen VW Rabbit. You know, the seats were, like, shaped. They were kind of slender. That's a little bit of a bolster on the right. side. Yeah. You know, they were, they, were, they were thinner. You know what I mean? They weren't big and fat yeah. and bulky. Yeah. It was, like, just a better designed. It was like somebody thought about it. Was it vinyl or did it have, like, a cloth? It's kind of like just a vinyl. My dad's VW that I uh, Rabbit that I took my driver's test on was – not only all vinyl seats, all vinyl interior, yeah. no no carpet. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to pay, pay the extra thirty one bucks. Oh, that's right, no carpet. <laughs> there was no carpet anywhere. Yeah. It was all vinyl. Everything, yeah. everything was vinyl. But it turned out to be a, a blessing because uh, when my buddy started pissing on me when I was driving him home from his job, <laughs> that's a fine. How do you do? Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I, I happened to be holding a, a, a giant oversized root beer that he stole from his workplace to, to give to me. He worked at Snacks Fifth Avenue in Sherman Oaks. Uh, then I was able to launch my giant. Um, root beer at him uh, as he was trying to pee on me while I was driving. And then he in turn threw his giant root beer on me. Uh, You know, by the time we got back to the house, there was two big tubs of root beer. I mean, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't the 16 ounce. It was the big tub size plus whatever piss he'd been able to get out. And that entire interior of that car was destroyed. Now, I literally just hosed it out. Because is it, it is was there all a train vinyl. Plug? Can you pop up a grommet <laughs> kind of plug? <laughs> or did you I use a shop vac? <laughs> I, I'm sure there is a grommet, and I I don't know. No, first off, who do you think we would have had a shop? Well, vac? I thought like you just go to a job site. I didn't guess we're a little young, but just go to a. Uh, no, nah, I just I I remember kind of hosing it down. <laughs> And then just kind of mopping it, you know, wringing it out, yeah. mopping. Because, yeah, the, it, there's a four-inch kind of rise on the side. It right. Couldn't, I couldn't completely hose it out. I mean, it's a tiny car and that much drink and piss. Like, and there's a there's a half inch of fluid just floating around, <laughs> swishing back and forth every time you accelerate and hit the gas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I had to get home. I, I don't remember. I don't think we stopped anywhere i think i remember going back to my dad's house and just pulling up in the driveway and yeah. trying to kind of get to it before it's not like he i don't think he left the house or anything. he he wouldn't have come outside and went what's going on yeah. here boy why are you he mopping my interior nah, he, nah. he was just in the house it's fine so we just <laughs> but the sticky mess in the- it was a it was a mess it was a root beer's a mess and this is a lot of mess it was kind of stepped on with the piss, so it was not as sticky as probably could have been. Right, but the smell. It was not good, but, you know, it was all vinyl. The seats were vinyl. A headliner, uh, floor mats were vinyl. Uh, everything was vinyl, black vinyl. I, I so mean, I, I remember in, in Arizona, uh, you know, as a kid, and I, I, I don't know why. We never thought about, like, tinted windows or anything, but, like, just 
peeling your skin off of those seats when it's hot and you're just uh it's just you're wearing shorts and you're just like bare skin yes on the on the vinyl and you're peeling that uh <laughs> I know. Well, we never we never had covered parking anywhere. I've never lived in a house yeah. that had a garage or covered parking. So I, those cars would just bake in the sun. It's, it's, so now it's interesting. So um, the lightning that I just got, the first thing I did is went and I was like, tint the front windows. Mm-hmm. Side. Front, was, yeah. Yeah. Um, the back is like it's already black. So mm-hmm. did the side windows with the ceramic. And I said, do the full windshield in like – the clear ceramic. Yeah, what's that do for the? Because it blocks the heat out, and especially on the EV. Now I don't know what the data is on this, the specs, but uh-huh. but the battery powers my air conditioner, and if my air conditioner has to work uh-huh. harder, mm-hmm. right? But if I can block out some of the heat, so it it looks just like a clear windshield, but yeah, yeah, it, smart. It, it blocks. What's the that heat cost? Out. Uh, it's like four hundred bucks to do the whole thing do, in, in uh, a good ceramic tint. You where where ceramic. are we at? Because it it didn't darken it on the side windows, did it? Yeah, well, that the picture that Chris is showing, I didn't get it done yet. That's oh, literally okay. at the at the at the dealer lot. But I the side windows look like the rear windows. Oh, okay. They're all the same. They the, all look um, the same now. But it's like a seventy. How's the diamond lane? How's the carpool? So is yes, that-, that was another question. Chris and I were actually talking about that a second ago. So. Um, I believe in California, uh, I don't think you can get them for Tesla or Prius anymore. They issued uh, – all the stickers are going to issue for those cars because I think it's based on how many mm-hmm. uh, you you make. Um, this does qualify. Now, California being California, as you stated, um, I went in there and I was like, make sure I get the carpool lane sticker. And they're like – Yes, except California just paused the whole program starting September 1st. You missed it by 11 days because there were so many applications and they're backed up. Right. And so now they're just working through the current applications and they'll reopen the books for it. I don't know, in a month, maybe two months. Um, But I should be able to get it. Oh, good. You know, uh, now, I don't know. There's the thought where like... Maybe just hit the carpool lane and be like, I just got it. It's an EV. They said I can go in the carpool lane. Stickers in the mail. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a kind of play stupid part. I mean, it's not like getting the sticker or not getting the sticker doesn't make the difference. Like the, the truck qualifies. You can get in the carpool lane. So getting in it now and going, as eh, stickers in the mail, that's not changing anybody's life. Right. 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 All right. We'll uh, cut it a little bit short because we've got a full, full day ahead of me. Uh, San Diego Mic Drop Comedy. That's uh, coming up October 28th, 29th. You go to com for all the live shows and uh, my new book. Everything reminds me of something very funny. Please check it out. Grab it on Amazon. What do you got, Motorator? Uh, you just follow me at Motorator on social media and I'll uh, share some pictures of the new truck and stuff. So... Until next time, Adam Kroll for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com.
Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Saddle up and get ready for Westerns Weeks on Pluto TV, all for free. We're coming in blazing with favorites like True Grit and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Or immerse yourself in binge-worthy series like Yellowstone and Walker, Texas Ranger. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies, TV shows, and more. The best part? It's free. No credit card, no sign-up, no fees. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now.